Welcome to Small Biz Brainiac, providing employer intelligence that helps you navigate the regulatory landscape and keep you on course running the business you love. Here's your host, Thomas Rock Lindsay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Episode 87. This is the National Labor Relations Act and your employee handbook. In Episode 85 on employee handbooks, I told you about your policies and how they need to take the National Labor Relations Board regulations into consideration, even if you don't have union employees. So yeah, it doesn't matter that you don't have union employees. This law still applies to you. The National Labor Relations Board is a federal agency that protects the rights of private sector employees to join together, with or without a union, to improve their wages and working conditions. And board members are appointed by the President of the United States, and they serve a five-year term. Now, the board investigates complaints against employers, facilitates settlements, decides cases, and enforces orders. There's also a general counsel that's independent from the board. And this person is also appointed by the president and serves a four-year term. The National Labor Relations Act was passed in 1935. The act basically says that commerce is negatively affected when employees can't organize or negotiate as a group, and they can't do that if they aren't protected from you disciplining them or even worse, firing them. The act says, quote, It is declared to be the policy of the United States to eliminate the causes of certain substantial obstructions to the free flow of commerce and to mitigate and eliminate those obstructions when they have occurred, end quote. The Act does this by, quote, removing certain recognized sources of industrial strife and unrest by encouraging practices fundamental to the friendly adjustment of industrial disputes arising out of differences as to wages, hours, or other working conditions, and by restoring equality of bargaining power between employees and employers. Actually, it says between employers and employees, end quote. But that's nothing new, right? I mean, you knew that. So what is relatively new and something that you may not have considered or even worried about is how your policies might be violating Section 7 and 8 based on the expanded interpretations of the NLRB and the courts in recent years. Section 7 and 8 of the Act prohibits you from interfering with your employees' rights to unionize and to join together to advance their interests. The National Labor Relations Board is taking issue with handbook policies that get in the way of these rights. On March 18, 2015, the Office of the General Counsel issued a memorandum calling unlawful handbook rules an evolving area of labor law and saying that he hopes employers will conform their handbooks to ensure that they're lawful. And this goes beyond the obvious outright prohibition of these protected rights to include language that could be construed as having a, quote, chilling effect on your employees. Your employees have a right to discuss wages, hours, and other terms and conditions of employment with their fellow employees, even non-employees, basically with whomever they want, and your confidentiality policy, for example, might be illegal because it prevents them from doing that. Basically, any policy that prevents them from talking about these things, either explicitly or implicitly, is illegal. And a policy that's not specific 
will likely leave your employees to believe that they can't discuss these things with others, at least in the eyes of the NLRB. Now, the memorandum addresses eight common policies. Confidentiality, conduct toward company and supervisors, conduct toward fellow employees, interaction with third parties, use of company logos, copyrights, trademarks, photography and recording on the job, and restricting employees from leaving work, and employer conflict of interest rules. I want to give you a few examples from the memo. Now, here's one as it relates to a confidentiality policy, and this is illegal. Do not discuss customer or employee information outside of work, including phone numbers and addresses. So what's illegal about that? Well, it specifies employee information. You can't stop them from talking about that. Here's an example of a legal confidentiality policy. No unauthorized disclosure of business secrets or other confidential information. So why is that legal? Well, it's totally generic. It doesn't reference employee information or terms and conditions of employment, and the term confidential isn't defined in an overbroad manner. Now, here's an example of an illegal employee conduct toward company and supervisor's policy. No defamatory, libelous, slander, or discriminatory comments about the company, its customers, and or competitors, its employees, or management. Seems reasonable, but it's illegal. Why? Because it could be reasonably construed to ban protected criticism or protests regarding supervisors, management, or you, the employer. I mean, can you believe that? Go ahead and denigrate and defame your boss and the company, and don't worry about losing your job. So what's next? You can't terminate an employee with a negative attitude? So you have someone who goes around damaging employee morale and infecting the workplace. You can't terminate them because they're protected by the National Labor Relations Act, Section 7 and 8. They just have to say that they're exercising their rights to criticize. Basically, the general counsel says, yeah, that's the case. He says, quote, A rule that prohibits employees from engaging in disrespectful, negative, inappropriate, or rude conduct towards employer or management, absent sufficient clarification or context, will usually be found unlawful, end quote. So what clarification or context would make that policy okay? Well, here's an example of a legal employee conduct policy. Employees will not be discourteous or disrespectful to a customer or any member of the public while in the course or scope of company business. So it's okay to denigrate and defame as long as you do it respectfully. Now, here's one more example before we talk about the 2014 Windy Settlement with the National Labor Relations Board, where we're going to learn about social media policies. This one says, do not make insulting, embarrassing, hurtful, or abusive comments about other company employees online and avoid the use of offensive derogatory or prejudicial comments. Sounds reasonable, right? But that's illegal. Why? Well, the general counsel says, quote, because debate about unionization and other protected concerted activity is often contentious and controversial, employees would reasonably read that rule to ban offensive, derogatory, insulting, or embarrassing comments as limiting their ability to honestly discuss such subjects. Crazy. All right, as for the Wendy's case, here are some other policies to look out for. These policies fall under the social media banner in the Wendy's handbook, and the NLRB has found them to be unlawful. Refrain from commenting on the company's business, financial performance, strategies, clients, policies, 
employees or competitors in any social media without the advanced approval of your supervisor, human resources, and communications departments. You may not use the company logos, marks, or other protected information or property without the legal department's express written authorization. You may not email, post, comment, or blog anonymously. You may not make false or misleading representations about your credentials or your work. You may not create a blog or online group related to your job without the advanced approval of the legal and communications departments. Do not disparage. Be thoughtful and respectful in all your communications and dealings with others, including email and social media. Do not harass, threaten, libel, malign, defame, or disparage fellow professionals, employees, clients, competitors, or anyone else. Do not make personal insults, use obscenities, or engage in any conduct that would be unacceptable in a professional environment. And finally, do not retaliate. So why are these illegal according to the NLRB? Because they're not specific enough and they chill employees' rights under Section 7. They could be reasonably construed to prevent disclosure or discussion of wages, hours, and other terms and conditions of employment with fellow employees and non-employees. And finally, I have these two others to mention from the employee conduct section of the handbook, which says that employees can't make false accusations against the company or against another employee or customer or use threatening, intimidating, foul, or inappropriate language. Again, illegal because no context is provided, no examples are provided, and it could again have a chilling effect on protected concerted communications because employees would fear that such conversation would result in discipline. So you need to make sure that your policies provide context and examples so that there isn't any confusion that the policy doesn't prohibit or chill their rights to freely discuss and even criticize your company, the wages you pay, the hours you have them work, or the conditions they work under. Well, there you have it. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to Small Biz Brainiac. To get your questions answered by Thomas directly, visit smallbizbrainiac.com. And for more employer intelligence, be sure to join us again here on Small Biz Brainiac. Small Biz Brainiac.